No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Solomon constructs the temple. The Lord promises to dwell there if Solomon will walk in his ways. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 1 Kings chapter 6 on Simply the Bible. David had gathered the materials for the temple, and Solomon made arrangements with Hiram, king of Tyre, to procure the cedar and the cypress timber. Now it was time to begin construction of the temple. This would be the place where God would condescend to meet with his people. While man tends to be impressed with great building projects, from God's perspective, there was no essential difference whether his meeting place was a tent or a more permanent structure of stone and cedar. While God graciously desired to meet with his people, we must remember that it is not a light thing to come into his presence. It is only possible through the God-appointed means of sacrifice and cleansing. We approach God with a sincere heart and not carelessly or frivolously. But God wants us to approach him, and that is what his house represents. Solomon understood that the heaven of heavens could not contain God, and how much less the sanctuary that he built. However, God has chosen to meet with man and even to dwell with man. And the tabernacle and the temple were merely pictures of that meeting place we have through Jesus Christ. We continue today in 1 Kings chapter 6. And it came to pass in the 480th year after the children of Israel had come out of the land of Egypt in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel in the month of Ziv, which is the second month that he began to build the house of the Lord. This verse is one of the most important in the Old Testament chronologically because it enables us to pinpoint certain dates in Israel's history. We know from other historical sources that Solomon reigned from 971 to 931 B.C. According to this verse, Solomon began building the temple in the fourth year of his reign, that is 966 B.C. The Exodus took place 480 years earlier, or 1446 B.C. Those people that argue about when the Exodus was made All they need to do is really just simply read and believe the Bible. It is important to begin things. Years ago, I felt called to start a work in San Francisco. I had been praying about this for some time. And one day my pastor said, what are you doing about that burden you have for San Francisco? I told him, well, I'm praying about it. He said, prayer is good, but if you're called, then you need to do something. And so he encouraged me to start a radio program, which I did. Later, we commuted weekly from Sacramento to teach a Bible study. Now, that church never took off, but we learned some valuable lessons that prepared us to pioneer our work in Boise. Planning is good, but 
we could plan forever and never accomplish anything. At some point, we must begin if we're going to accomplish the work God is calling us to do. When asked about how he began his conquest of the world, Alexander the Great said, by not delaying. General Douglas MacArthur said, have a good plan, execute it violently, and do it today. Verse 2, now the house which King Solomon built for the Lord, its length was 60 cubits, its width 20, and its height 30 cubits. The vestibule in front of the sanctuary of the house was 20 cubits long across the width of the house, and the width of the vestibule extended 10 cubits from the front of the house. And he made for the house windows with beveled frames. The temple structure was 90 feet long, 30 feet wide, and 45 feet high. These are the inside dimensions and do not include the thickness of the walls. It was twice the size of the tabernacle. A vestibule or porch 30 feet wide and 15 feet deep stood at the front of the temple. And then a courtyard for the priests surrounded the entire sanctuary. The doors of the temple faced east as did the gate of the tabernacle. And whereas the tabernacle had no window and was lit only by the golden lampstand, the temple had windows of some kind. The meaning of the Hebrew word here is uncertain. Verse 5, against the wall of the temple, he built chambers all around, against the walls of the temple, all around the sanctuary and the inner sanctuary. Thus he made side chambers all around it. The lowest chamber was five cubits wide, the middle was six cubits wide, and the third was seven cubits wide, for he made narrow ledges around the outside of the temple so that the support beams would not be fastened into the walls of the temple. Unlike the tabernacle, the temple had three levels of rooms attached to the outer walls of the temple on the south, west, and north walls. Each chamber was seven and a half feet high. The walls that supported these chambers were constructed like three stair steps. With each successive level, the thickness of the wall was decreased by nine inches on the outside wall and nine inches on the inside wall so that the floor beam rested on the resulting ledges. Thus, the width of each successive story increased by one and a half feet. In this way, the support beams were not fastened into the walls of the temple. Now, these rooms that were formed were probably used for storage. Verse 7, And the temple, when it was being built, was built with stone finished at the quarry, so that no hammer or chisel or any iron tool was heard in the temple while it was being built. The stones were precisely cut at the quarry so that no tool was heard at the temple site, probably in honor of it being a sacred site. Now, what's so amazing about these stones and the way they carved them is, is that you couldn't even fit a knife blade between them. They were so tightly and precisely carved. The doorway for the middle story was on the right side of the temple. They went up by stairs to the middle story and from the middle to the third. And so he built the temple and finished it, and he paneled the temple with beams and boards of cedar. 
And he built side chambers against the entire temple, each five cubits high. They were attached to the temple with cedar beams. At the middle of the south wall of the temple was a door leading to the lowest level of rooms and to a spiral stairway leading to the second and third stories. Each level must have had a passageway connecting the rooms. Then the word of the Lord came to Solomon saying, Concerning this temple which you are building, if you will walk in my statutes, execute my judgments, keep all my commandments, and walk in them, then I will perform my word with you which I spoke to your father David, and I will dwell among the children of Israel and will not forsake my people Israel. The Lord spoke to Solomon, probably through a prophet. These were encouraging words, putting God's blessing upon the building of the temple that he was constructing. God was indeed with Solomon in this massive and expensive undertaking, and he would recognize the temple as his dwelling place among his people. But God also made it clear that he would not be impressed with the structure if Solomon was not obedient to his commandments. It is so natural for us to think we are justified by the good things that we do. We expect God to be impressed with our works, but God is much more impressed with our walk. God seeks an obedient heart. God promised to dwell among the children of Israel, and he would not forsake them, but his promise was conditional upon their obedience to his word. God also wants us to trust in him and obey him. He's not as concerned about what we build for him as he is about what he builds in us. And he is building the character of Jesus Christ in everyone who believes in him. Verse 14, So Solomon built the temple and finished it. And he built the inside walls of the temple with cedar boards. From the floor of the temple to the ceiling, he paneled the inside with wood, and he covered the floor of the temple with planks of cypress. Then he built the 20-cubit room at the rear of the temple from floor to ceiling with cedar boards. He built it inside as the inner sanctuary, as the most holy place. And in front of it, the temple sanctuary was 40 cubits long. The inside of the temple was cedar carved with ornamental buds and open flowers. All was cedar. There was no stone to be seen. So Solomon finished the temple. It took him seven years. And he lined the interior walls with cedar planks from floor to ceiling. The floors were also covered with cypress wood or pine or fir. They're not exactly sure what the Hebrew word refers to. One third of the temple's structure, or 30 feet of it, was the inner sanctuary called the Most Holy Place or the Holy of Holies. All the inside of the temple was cedar, carved with ornamental buds and flowers. Now tomorrow we will look and see how beautiful the most holy place appeared, even though nobody could see it except the high priest and then only once a year on the Day of Atonement. Now in the Gospel of John, we see that Jesus went into the temple and he overturned the tables of the money changers and he drove out the animals that were there. And of course, the Jews confronted him and said, what sign do you show to us since you do these things? 
And Jesus answered and said to them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. And the Jews said, it's taken 46 years to build this temple and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. Therefore, when he had risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this to them and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had said. The temple built with human hands is no more. Herod's temple was destroyed in 70 AD. The place where God meets us today is through the person and work of Jesus Christ. He is the temple we can go to at any time. We don't have to offer a sacrifice for our sins, for he was sacrificed for us. And through his shed blood, we have access to the most holy place whenever we want. The author of Hebrews writes in Hebrews 10, 19, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. God still desires to meet with his people. He wants to meet with you. Will you come through faith in Jesus boldly to his throne of grace and meet with him? You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see where Solomon prepares the inner sanctuary with gold overlay and cherubim and makes artistic carvings on the walls and doors. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Kings on Simply the Bible.